0: Corinthians. Hallelujah. One of Paul's writings. First letter to the Corinthian church, of course. And to pray before we go. By go, I mean into the word, but we're going to pray first. If you would join me this morning. Dear Lord God, we're just grateful today to be here once again. We're thankful that we even have the opportunity to arrive at this place and to be a part of the others here the fellowship that we we see about us to be part of that and The fellowship of Christians of those who believe upon you Lord and trust in you God and rejoice in you thank you God for the blood that Jesus you shed upon Calvary's cross the sacrifice you became carried the weight of the sins of the world upon yourself took the punishment that we deserved. you bore it and you gave your very life that we could be free from the bondage of iniquity and the load of that sin you washed us and you cleansed us when we believed upon you and accepted you as not only savior but as lord we just want you to know we more than appreciate you God forgiven of your son to you Jesus forgiven of yourself Holy Spirit for your comfort and your encouragement in your presence we thank you in Jesus name amen. Amen. amen and amen did you know this morning that everybody is nobody that may sound strange huh? well everybody well. is nobody why now I'm not saying that's the worldly aspect or the world view They've, see everybody is nobody and that's not a bad thing I'm not segregating people and saying well you're nobody you don't count that's not at all what I'm talking about this morning. I could say everybody needs to be. A nobody. Come on. Here's why. Of course, somebody, then we thank God. Everybody is a nobody until nobody becomes somebody. And then it affects everybody. And by somebody, I'm talking about somebody that thinks they're somebody. Or of this. What's that got to do with anything? It's got a lot to do with everything. As one that can all remain nobodies and realize that we're really nobody i'm talking in the lord not that we're not important to god because we are but it's see it it's the i refer to it often as the frame of spirit that we need to have and we need to keep that we're really nobody because when we start thinking that we're somebody or we elevate ourselves to a position of somebody you ever heard the term big in the church in discussions you ever heard that they're big in the church please don't use that referring to me because I'm not big I might be 6 foot 3 and weigh about 200 pounds but I'm not big there's only one that's big. Amen. Should be in any church, but in this church, there's only one that's big. His name is God. And His Son's name is Jesus, and the Holy Spirit here. That's big. Amen. So when we can grab a hold of and understand and apply this to ourselves, and it's not by any means, again, trying to make anybody believe or even tell anybody that you're not worth anything, that's not at all what I'm talking about this morning. What I'm talking about is when we can, can get this within ourselves and, and declare to ourselves, I'm nobody. Amen. Where are we at? In an absolute state of humility, being humble. You see, this flesh that we live in and this human desire is always trying to drive us and give us some kind of thought or make us believe that we got to be somebody. You got it so far? We're somebody when we're nobody. Because God cannot effectively use somebodies that thinks they're somebody in his kingdom. You read this Bible, he used nobodies all the time. Amen. I'm a nobody. You ever hear of who's who? Used to be a high school uh, kind of honor thing, you know, nationally. That, and I'm not knocking that at all. I don't know if it still exists or not. But there's not a who's who of Christianity there's a nobody of nobodies okay (laughs) and that's an honorable title to wear and I'm serious nobody because God is looking for people that are humble and able to be okay with that it's okay to be a nobody Because I know when I'm a nobody, God can use me. And I know when I'm a nobody, God can really use me. And when I'm alert and watchful for that old dangerous flesh, it tries to tell me, well, you need to be somebody. Because if you're not somebody, they're not going to recognize you. You're not going to have notoriety. If you're not in the spotlight, you don't count. That's fleshly stuff. But see, when we're... Humble, and you can search this in God's word. He's always looking for the humble. He's always looking for those that know how to keep their place, maintain their place, and be satisfied with where they're at, and in that, you could refer to them as a nobody, but in God's eyes, they're, they're really significant and very useful. We can get into some scripture here. Chapter 15, 1 Corinthians. Paul used an interesting term here. Speaking of himself, I'll give you the scripture reference in just a minute. But adding a little to what I've said thus far, in the essence of nobody, we all need to be nobodies. We, we don't, we don't need an identity, so to speak. Now, I know we all, okay, we got names. we got, we look certain ways, and that's kind of how we're identified. I'm, I'm talking about that in a different sense. We don't need an identity of big, you ever heard the term big island, little use? few big eyes around everything and the little you's just have to deal with it that's that's a whole see that can happen very easily but when we're all nobodies and recognize ourselves as such even though we've been blessed and saved and have the blood of jesus all over us and we've been set free and we are christians is that not identity enough Amen. Yeah. So Paul, who was very eloquent at saying things in a in a way that it just it's remarkable if you study the Bible enough, he 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 said something about himself here in the scriptures, and I I want to relate this before I give you that reference. If you're really going to find yourself in a in that kind of relationship that you really want with the Lord if you really want to intensify that relationship and and really go places spiritually you have to realize that you're a what instead of a who what's a what what's a who Think of it in the physical. If I say what is that, what am I referring to? Something an object. Something. If I say who is that, what am I referring to? Somebody, a person. Paul says something here not it's interesting. I'm gonna give it to you right here. Now, first in verse 9 he says this for I am the least of the apostles now wait a minute wait a minute what's Paul already done after this juncture in the scripture here we know some of what Paul's already done because he's been ministering he's been blazing a trail of ministry He's been building churches. He's been spreading the gospel of Jesus Christ, right? What does he say right here? I'm the least of the apostles. Uh He didn't say I'm Mr. Big. He didn't say I'm somebody or I want to be somebody or I need the spotlight on me. What did he say? I'm the least. Uh Uh-huh. Is a nobody not the least that you can think of in in the way of a person? Absolutely. Why did he say this? He's kind of the lead apostle right about here. I mean, these, read the word. He may be at this point more laborious, more involved, have more Behind him as far as accomplishments? He's very knowledgeable. But what's he say? I'm the least. You know that's a good attitude to keep. I'm not the greatest. I'm the least. I'm not the know-it-all. I'm the least of all. Now, he knew much, but he didn't flaunt it. He simply said, I'm the least of all apostles. What an attitude. What a weight to model after for Christians of today. The search for exposure is dominating our society. In general, if I'm not exposed, I won't be seen. Well, who are you looking for to see you anyway? Who is it that we're serving? Is it God or is it the world? I am the least of the apostles, he said. That am not, listen to these words, that am not, we're going somewhere, that am not meet to be called an apostle. I'm not even worthy, come on, to be called an apostle. You ever done anything that you're not worthy to be wearing the name Christian Amen. we all have because I'm the least of the apostles I'm not even worthy to be called an apostle it's interesting he's already formed churches by now he's gained I don't know hundreds maybe thousands of followers at least Christians that have been converted to Christianity and he says this, I'm not even worthy to be called an apostle because I persecuted the church of God and we know that in fact I mean it's recorded a lesson here not long ago, Paul persecuted the church, look at verse 10 But by the grace of God, I am what I am. Now that, man, that looks pretty good. And if we're not careful, that can pump us up into some self-notoriety because look what I've done. I'm a Christian now. Wow. That's not what Paul was saying here. But by the grace, by the grace of God, I am what I am. Not who I am, but what I am. There's my point. Amen. He didn't see himself as some person that needed all kinds of attention or some kind of a opportunity to self-glorify. <laughs> what he saw himself as was the least of the least not even worthy but by the grace of God and only by the grace of God is what he said made me who Did you catch that not who what I am what's he saying an instrument what is an instrument in what capacity? What covers can cover a lot of territory. Got a lot of watts. Where do you want to go? Let me take you on a what adventure. Let me just show you the what's that I've got. He's not talking about objects. He's talking about being an instrument. The grace of God has allowed him to be an instrument. The grace. again it's a moving verb. You know this terminology used? I am what I am. Let's talk about what a minute. What you're referring to? What about grace? About <coughs> grace of God? I am what I am? What's grace? We talk it all the time. Without grace, Paul would not have been, I am what I am. Because grace is the empowering energy of God. That unmerited favor. That ability. Actually, it's talking about an experiential, spiritual exercising of which Paul has been doing. I like think I mentioned a while back, grace can grow. If you look at this word deeply, that's implied here. Because the more you you serve God in an humble way, and don't worry about being a who that somebody's going to see, and consider being and be concerned about being that what that that's not worthy really of attracting attention anyway just glad to be under the grace of God that makes us not who we are but what we are Paul used I am I find it interesting there that the terms he used is the same term that God spoke to Moses when Moses said who you, who you want me to tell them?" sent me God said just tell him I am two little words is plenty enough huh Well, I can compare that here, although it's not directly defining of what Paul's, but it's very close because he's inserting here something. So I am literally means be. I be what I be. I is what I is. But it also means will be not only will I be but I will be because of the grace I will be what I am or I will be what I will be. What is significant here because again we've already read it Paul's matter of fact he's been stating this backwards for a little bit now and when he says that be by the grace of God, I am what I am. That's something that we can apply to ourselves. This this, this isn't confined to just Paul the Apostle. And and this this is a place Paul had to arrive at. This, This didn't just happen. And I think a lot of the reason he was able to say this is because of the struggles that he endured. That he was showed many times he wasn't anybody. Yeah. He was not a somebody. Literally he was a nobody. We find that in his writings. If you're a somebody, they're not going to kick you off in the lines then. You? If you're a somebody, you're not going to suffer like they treated him. If you got notoriety, you're going to be given privileged treatment. when you're a what or a nobody there comes lessons before you arrive at that point of knowing and accepting that. This also includes just being satisfied where I'm at. Just satisfied where I'm at. Listen to this. This guy's telling us something. where he's at again by the grace of God I believe that God puts us places for a purpose you're where you're at this morning for a purpose God has an intent for you Amen This may shock you, but you may sit on a pew for 10 or 15 years before God's purpose moves you another direction. That's right. yeah, that's right. Believe you me, I, for a long time I was wondering I didn't think I had any purpose other than just going to church. Having a good time. But here I am. Still nothing. Still nobody. Right? Amen. Agree with me. I'm, I'm nobody. But I've been blessed tremendously being a nobody. Amen. Yeah. I've been blessed tremendously being a what? I don't need a billboard. And you don't need it. Be great in the kingdom of God see nobody's it's the nobodies that are great in the kingdom of God it's those that aren't seeking attention it's those that are not looking for glorification or exposure or whatever else they may be searching for remember what I said when I first started that everybody's a nobody until somebody thinks they're a somebody and then becomes a problem for everybody. Mm -hmm. You would not believe through the years how many times I've saw somebody who thought they were a big body bow everything up for everybody. that's the danger and this 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 thing can creep in before you know it because again what are we dealing with we're dealing with the human nature and human flesh and the human nature and the human flesh again wants to be somebody and we can allow that to maneuver us when all the while God is saying no I want you to stay a nobody right now or maybe always what we don't understand the way God's kingdom works is we can be a nobody and still be super effective for the gospel. You a nobody? Amen. Thank you. Anybody else here a nobody? Amen. Raise your hand if you're a nobody this morning. But because you're a nobody you are great to God. You are useful to God. There are abilities. That's where grace implies. Grace is full of abilities. Things God granted. Tremendous favor God gives to those who realize I'm a what instead of a who. I'm an instrument to you, God. I'm a servant. My capacity is being a servant. Wherever you want to use me, God, let me be satisfied wherever it is. Amen. I think I've shared this before. I must share it tonight in the training session. Through the years I've had people, I mean, I've been leadership in other churches as well, or a church had some positions, if you want to call it that, still being a nobody, but people that want to do things. And it might have been jokingly when it first came to me, but I said, what do you want to do? Here's your first qualification. Whatever it is you want to do. Here you go. Hand them a commode brush. The reaction? I want to do what I want to do. You know what that tells me? That they're not real concerned about what God wants them to do. Because they rejected that. Yeah. The menial tasks are not good enough. So to speak. I want an elevated. Spotlight position. You see where Paul's putting himself right here? Again, this is an excellent lesson for any Christian. 101 Christianity right here. Learn how to be a what instead of a who. Especially a somebody. Right. There's tremendous reward in this. Again, not just the moment Paul was saying this was he a what, but He continued to be one, and because he continued to be one, an instrument, what I'm speaking of, an instrument of the Lord, he continued to be one in in absolute humbleness. My readings, wherever Paul was at, he remained most always absolutely humble, and he himself admitted that he struggled with the flesh like we do. He said his spirit man and his flesh man constantly warred. That's why I brought up what I did while ago. We've got to be aware and alert of this thing that tries to creep in on us that we need to be somebody. Yeah, if God wants you to be something, he'll let you know. <laughs> Nobody else needs to come and tell you and I discourage this, watch watch what you go tell people that they need to do, just off the top of your head. One reason they take that as a seed. You don't have any business running, telling anybody what they need to be doing. I don't either. That's why we, in a big way, what we do here in selection of potential candidates for positions You ever heard of being qualified? Don't hear it much anymore. Oh, yeah. Just do what you want to do because you want to do it. Right. Their structure. Their structure. Paul's living in the structure of the Lord right here. That's what God calls. He calls the humble. He he looks. He searches. Let's continue in the scripture. I want to read from the first. But by the grace of God, I am what I am, and his grace which was bestowed upon me was not in vain. Now keep, keep grace in mind as an energy word, a, a supernatural power word. What did he say? How do we know that that's supernatural? It's a power word because it said, let me read it again. The grace which was bestowed upon me. Who bestowed it? God nobody else can bestow like God can bestow and it's personal because he says upon me was not in vain it wasn't some hollow desire of my own that I had this was something that God bestowed upon me and I don't know you know I said a while ago there's misery and pain and all kinds of things that come along with with position here like Paul was filling. makes you kind of want to back up and say well how bad do you really want this because here's what's involved if you want to be a leader then I will be the first to tell you there's a lot that goes along with it and it's not all sunshine and roses because there's responsibility there's qualifications and there's commitment involved And sometimes there can be some hostilities. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Sure can. He said, but I labored more abundantly than they all. I see something in that. I labored more abundantly than they all. Who is he talking about? Who did he just refer to? He said, I'm the least of the apostles. He's talking about the apostles. How did he do that? How was he able to do that? Through the Spirit. And this isn't, Paul isn't boasting here. He's simply stating fact. A very spiritual fact. I labored more than they all. What I was doing didn't return void. It had... Product, It had results. He's not bragging. He's given God the glory for the grace that's energized him to do that in the first place. To make him I am what I am. Amen. And even though it's hard and even though it's tough, he's he's okay with where he's he's at because he knows that's where God put him at. I've also seen so many people get all souped up and Emotional high and say, oh, "I want to do this. I want to help do that." In about three weeks down the road, they done quit on them. <laughs> yep. You know what that tells me? They weren't God wasn't in to start with. I'm sorry. Yep. Let me give you some advice. If you feel real really know and I'll say you're the only one can do this you get this unction or you get this thought or you get this inspiration or whatever it is I could put a lot of titles on it be sure it's God usually there's no great hurry in this kind of decision take some time and research and pray about whatever it is don't just do things spontaneously because it's a good thought even though it may sound like something good, if it's not purpose but God, and God is very timely in purposing things. You can see that in Scripture. At the correct moment, the correct time, he may purpose an individual or inspire an individual or move someone to do a particular thing. And biblically, many times, that was the only thing. that wasn't the case with Paul because Paul was doing many things. consciously aware if you're going to bail off into something of your own energy of your own self from a good idea or good thought think about it I know there are instances that arrive when people must For whatever reason relinquish their responsibilities and that's fine and okay but don't don't just quit in the middle of the stream if you've been purposed by god to do something he's going to give you what you need to carry it out amen. amen right here we see evidence of that he'll supply you he'll equip you That that's part of what grace is supplying and equipping that's what paul's saying he's energized me he's 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 qualified me he's equipped me he's provided for me he's He's uh, given me what I need. This is all in the word grace. It hadn't changed, That's the same way today. That's still there. And when we accept that and know it out of, out of, out of humbleness and, and gratitude, that's involved too. Gratitude and thanks and appreciation for what it is I've been given to be able to do, I am, I am what I am. And to further that, there's an extreme and great uh, emphasis of furtherance here. This isn't, again, just for the moment. It's to further me down this road that I'm in. And I'm serving the Lord by Finishing the verse. Yet not, listen to this. Yet not I, but the grace of God which was with me. Who's he giving credit to? all credit to Paul's gone right here right. even though he has accomplished much and he's wanting to do more what's he say basically saying all credit be to God it's by his grace the grace that was with me that enables me to be what I be nothing we all know Paul was a great apostle. His name's mentioned in the Bible. Of course it is. Matter of fact, his name was changed from Saul to Paul. God did that. But do you know God didn't do that where Paul could splatter that on a billboard somewhere? Or he'd say, build me a 20-foot stage. I want to get up there and I want to be the man of the hour. You know how God changed Paul's name? It was significant he wasn't Saul anymore he became a new creature and God named him Paul and he did what he did he didn't say I am who I was I am, just for right now, for just for church. And I am what I am. Further down the road, see, am is significant. Am is B. B is am. Great, deep, impactful scripture right here. Lesson for all of us: yeah. to not allow, not allow to creep in any time a thought that I need to be somebody. I'm going to be the first to tell you that's got a lot of preachers in serious trouble because they became somebody instead of standing nobody. And there's big names, and I, hey, I'm, I'm not speaking against that. The, the gospel's got to go forth. But it's become a trap to many. And it's not necessarily so much, listen to this, it's not necessarily so much maybe that they made themselves somebody, it's because other people made them somebody. They put them on a pedestal and made them somebody and it had results. Stay a nobody. I'm a nobody with you. I may be up here three foot taller than you are with a microphone in my hand. That makes me no better than you are. We're all in this together, right? Amen. Amen. I'm grateful for the atmosphere I can enjoy in this church. Amen. There's nobody of greater stature. <coughs> as far as I know nobody that thinks they are. I guess you could say, we all on the same wavelength. Headed to glory, right? Yes, hallelujah. Let me finish up. Last verse 11. Therefore, whether it were I or they. Catch something right there? It don't matter if it was them or me, Paul says. (laughs) Completely unselfish attitude right here. It don't matter if they get the limelight or somebody else if there is any to be given anyway don't matter to me either I or they so we preach and so ye believe is that not what it's about Yes. spreading the gospel that others believe it's not who we are it's what we are it's who's made us what we are. Amen. The grace of God. Does that happen to you? Amen. Has God made you who you am? What yes. you am? See, see how easy we throw who in? I've caught myself several times. We'll throw who right in there. I've done that several times already. It's what. Because when we tell ourselves, I'm a what, I'm, I'm a what of nothing. The very ones God can use. Yeah. Be patient. Let God work on you. Let Him take you where you need to go instead of going where you want to go. Yeah. Yeah. Check Him. <laughs>